Not stacked runetail deck. No, a runetail deck. It's not runetail. It's not runetail? It's eight and a half tails. Fuck, why are there so many tails? Hey, this is the Commander Quick Out Podcast, episode 274. I'm Brando, I'm here with Ryan, and we're going to continue doing super sweet shows by talking about an eight and a half tails deck. Now, hit our theme song! Hey, Ryan, we're back for yet another whirlwind adventure. How you doing? Good. What is going down? Whole ton is going down. We're moving beyond the arc of a hell of a Halloween. We're going to do just a couple of one-off decks until we figure out what the hell we want to do until it's Vegas o'clock, baby! Oh, so excited. But before we get to any of that, we have to thank our official business daddies, FusionGamingOnline.com. Your source for all your gaming needs. Ooh, very much so. Just got an order. Just got an order at the new mailbox. My new mailbox. I saw your new mailbox yesterday. Did you? When I was at, I was going to the LGS to pick up a wish list card. I have a funny story to tell about that. It's real quick. That I'll tell you later. And I saw the new mailboxes because I had to mail some patrons their altars. Oh, yeah. Well, with so many things. Yeah. So many things before we get to the patrons and the benefits and the thank yous. I'm going to tell you about CCO Fusion 5 promo code. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's that's my order. That's what I was going to say. At the when, new mailbox. Yeah, yeah. Got my, well, my new mailbox by my house, so you didn't see my new, new mailbox. I got a new mailbox oh. by my house now. Oh, because they moved where your old mailboxes used to be, and now there's a bunch of new ones in there. Yes. <sighs> yeah, well, and, and Canada Post is like, hey, you guys have, like, a community there. We should probably give you mailboxes or some shit. Smart move, smart move. And you know what I got? What'd you get? Archive trap for my mill deck. Oh, yeah. You know what else I got? Foil Ambassador Laquatus or Emperor Laquatus. What is it? The the pay three to mill three? Emperor Laquatus. Yeah. I don't care. Yes. Yes. I had some store credit. You can get 5% off with CCO Fusion 5 even when you're cashing out store credit. Do you know how many archive traps I have, right? Do you know how many I have? No. Fucking like 10. Oh, yeah? yeah. You should trade them in. I guess I could. You should trade them in and get some Mad Dog cash. Yeah, you can do yeah. that. The, the Fusion 5 promo code won't help you doing that, but you could. But you can use said credit to yes. cash cash in for cards, I guess. You mentioned the patron benefits, patron altars. That's, yes. Uh, you get the Brando altars, hey? Yeah, or some or of them Brando are, proxy, too. Some of them have started popping up on, on our uh, Discord, which is also a benefit. Oh. And uh, I think people like them. I think so, too. There was one where there was a little goblin, and he, he wanted a, the 8-8 octopus token. So it's an octopus like wrapped around a goblin's head and he's squishing it with his giant <laughs> muscles. And it's, I have a great time doing them and I really like when people enjoy that's, them. That's so great. Cool. You know what? That It's a benefit over at patreon.com slash CCO podcast, as are the nicknames, as, as are the, the Discord benefits, as are the decks that we do are mostly patron decks. Today's deck by Time Cop Cable Beck, patron supporter. Dub C Beck 4 on Architect. Also that guy. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. He submitted this. It's an eight and a half tails deck, but not your typical eight and a half tails deck. Give eight and a half tails a read and I'll do some skinny after that. Okay, I said so many, I said rune tail so many times throughout the course of the show. So if I say rune tail throughout the course of this show, please know that I mean eight <laughs> and a half tails. Okay. All and, right. And also not tails from Sonic. Yeah. Who has like three tails, doesn't he? Two. Two? Two, and then he spun around like a helicopter. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Around. And another character in the Sonic the Hedgehog game series that can do everything Sonic can, and then more stuff. But just not as fast. No, he was as fast. No. He ran equally as fast. Did not. 
Just like Knuckles the Achinda, just like Mecha Sonic, just like every other character. They all run as fast as Sonic, but they can fly, or climb walls with their claws, or shoot missiles out of their hands, or do all kinds of shit. I'm talking and about Sonic from Sega Genesis. Me too. No. Mm -hmm. No. No, no. Arguably not good games because they tell you you want to go fast and they yes. punish you for going fast. Sorry for all the Sonic fans out there, but Mario was way better. You know what? It's a good life lesson. You always have to be safe. When you even like, and it applies to everything. You have to be safe if you want to go fast, or else you end up with a kid, or in a car accident, or with a bunch of spikes through you, lose all your rings. I wouldn't want that to happen to me either. Right? I've seen Running Man. It looks like it sucks to get spikes through you. Ooh. There's, an <laughs> there's another movie reference, baby. All right. Eight and a Half Tales. Eight and a Half Tales is a 2-2 two -two for White White Fox Cleric. Hopefully we'll see more foxes when we go back to... Uh, Kamigawa Furry Dynasty. Thank you. Yep. White 1, target permanent you control gains protection from white until end of turn. Just generic 1, target spell or permanent becomes white until end of turn. So you could just make stuff white and then give something protection from that thing so you could you could and i have seen control decks but when i say control what i mean is pillow fort that has like a bunch of lockdown components to it so you can't your opponents can't do anything yeah sounds like something that you might like yeah because yeah, yeah. I, I think a little bit you try to you try to make control hard for yourself that's why you don't like it you're like <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to just play blue control. I want to play something worse. Well, here's the thing. I'm really bad at blue control, mm -hmm. right? And I think that's the reason why I don't like counter spells in EDH because I like I'm good at threat assessment. I am. It sounds like I'm not, but I'm I'm good at doing that stuff. But I always I'm 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 always hesitant to counter like the early game things. Like I can mm -hmm. hit all of the all of the combo pieces and all that shit. I can yeah, easily get those. Yeah. But it's like, man, if I had countered that day of judgment earlier on in the thing, yep. then the game wouldn't have gone the way that it did. And I, I could have, but I didn't. And so that's why I play the hard lockdown kind of staxy control because I'm learning it and it makes sense to my sensibilities for how I play magic. I had a theory and then it just went to shit. I was like, I think your conscious prevents you from countering the early game ramp spell or the early game spell that leads to somebody else's eventual victory. And if you can recognize that, that's step one. Mm -hmm. Wanting to counter it is like step two. And then you're just like, oh, I don't want to make that person's game not as fun. And then you play stacks. And it's like <laughs> you make everybody's game fun, not even your own. And every time you play it, everybody's like, this sucks. And you're like, oh, yeah, sorry, guys. But you just keep you keep doing it. But people seem to and they don't seem to hate it as much. I played Turgrid the other week and we all had a great time. And it was Turgriding so hard. And we all had fun. But your Turgor deck step. We're not talking about that. We're, we're, not, we're, we're, we're not talking about that. Eight and a half tails. Eight and a half tails. So I think in this deck was put in there probably <coughs> because what we're doing, spoiler, it's landfall. Oh, is baby. very difficult to do in white. Yeah. And the pieces that you have are very specific and you want to protect them because once you've got them online, people are going to want to remove them immediately because it basically turns your deck off. So you need some way to protect your shit. Eight and a half tails is an easy way of doing that. And it's in your command zone. And like I've been talking about recently, you don't want to waste your command zone. So he put a piece of protection for his whole deck in the command zone. Yeah. So, so what we've got here is a deck that's got, I think, a lot of really good white removal, really good white protection, including the commander in the command zone. 
a ton of payoffs and win conditions and even some draw spells. Ooh. Ooh. Let's check the notes. So we've got a couple things we got to go over before we get to the deck, though. Okay. First of all. First of all. Last week's booster pack giveaway winner. Okay. For guessing Muxus. Oh, yeah. Muxo Man. Muxo Savage. Muxo Man. Why don't you call him Grandy Savage or Grandy Savage? Because it sounds like Randy Savage. <gasps> Muxus Grandy Savage. How come you never thought of that? Muxo Man Grandy Savage? Because I was so... Oh, my God. Because you were like, oh, Goblin, 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 Goblin. Like everybody who does Goblin stuff. No, I just... I thought Muxo Man was so much fun. I made a joke there. You would have seen it if you were watching on YouTube. Which you fucking there should you, be. There you go. Take a minute to get what <laughs> I, I needed. I thought you were saying that the joke went over my head. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, Mox, <laughs> Muxo Man uh, Grandy Savage. Super good joke. I think the reason why I don't say that is because I just, I've been calling him Muxo Man for so long, I forgot that Goblin Grandee was even part of the name. <laughs> and <laughs> he just happens to be a goblin. Yeah. <laughs> well, the winner from guessing that last week on YouTube, you leave a note in the comments of the pre-show. Check yesterday's pre-show for what we asked for. Yeah, because <laughs> we gave this time. gave away the hint. That was it was Joris Wind, which could be actually a real name. That could be a real name, or it could not be. Yeah, maybe a Dune character. Oh, I hope not. Could be. Could no, be. his name's too. That's too fancy a name. People in Dune are named stuff like Jessica and Paul. <laughs> Pretend I know what that means. Well, his name's Paul. Oh, he's he's. Fucking Jesus, not like dirtily, but like he is Jesus, but his name is Paul. Just Paul. like Jesus in the Matrix was named fucking Tom. Thomas Anderson. Yeah, his name isn't Neil, it's Tom. Remember we had a remember we had a Thomas Anderson patron? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's talk about patrons in a minute, but Joris, Commander Cook at gmail.com, you get after us, you get your old booster pack. Patron. Patron. Returner. Returner. The original Real nickname that gets used. The mother ass Deech. You mean the Deech? He's back. I love the Deech. Yes, yes. We met the Deech in Vegas. And and speaking of Vegas, yep. we hope to meet the Deech again. M meet the Deech. We hope to meet again. Meet the Deech. We're going to meet. Don't Google that, yeah, I guess. No, no. We're going to meet the Deech. We've had a couple people contact us on Twitter, CCO Podcast, CCO Brando. We've had a couple emails come in, a couple people on the Discord who aren't part of like the CCO penthouse asking, how do we how do we get a get a game in? How do we link up? How do we do open flippy? How do we draft? How do we do anything with you guys? How how do they do that? This is the easiest way of doing it. Here's what you do. This is what you this is super easy. Yeah. Go to Vegas. Yep. Go to the convention center. Yep. Look for us. Uh-huh. Come over. Say, yep. hey, we want to do this. And then we'll say, Sure. There it is. That's pretty pretty easy. That we're we're literally in not only the building and the city, but the country. We are in the, we're, the reason we are coming to the country is to play games of magic and drink beer with you guys. Yep, that's the whole reason we're there. So if you want to do that with us, just come over. Yeah, you know what? I I it just took it just popped into my head that it's okay to take pride in something, and I take pride in the fact that we are exactly the same way in real life as we are on the show. <laughs> yeah. And people actually tell us that when they meet us. You guys are exactly like you, you like on the show. And we're like, yeah, because yeah. this is really us. Yeah, that's how we are. This is how we are in real life. And we also take pride in being approachable and personable and having an excellent community of people who just want to come 
and share a common thing with us, which is magic and beer and hanging out with friends. Yeah. Especially the beer part. Yeah. And the friends part. Well, I guess we have friends here. Yeah. It's always fun to make new friends. (laughs) So... Yeah, very much so. So just come up and, and talk to us. Unless maybe we, like if we're taking a shit, maybe don't well, talk to us. Well, then they wouldn't then. be able to see us. Man. We're in the. Well, maybe if like maybe if I'm in a bathroom stall and I like accidentally drop my CCO hat on the floor and somebody sees it, or a sticker falls out of my pocket and they're like, "Hey, that must be a CCO guy," <laughs> and all I see is underneath the stall, just like a middle finger come out from under the stall, and I'm like, "Hey, what the fuck?" Now. Okay, let me take that a step further. If that's Ryan, he would probably be like, oh, what the fuck? But if somebody gave me the finger under the, the stall in the bathroom, I would probably laugh. Oh, man. I'm I just, think that was very funny. I'm just going to go into bathroom stalls and give people the finger at, at Vegas and just hope like hope that somebody laughs. But can you imagine the commitment that it takes to do a belly crawl through a public bathroom? Oh. And, right? Oh. Right? You're just crawling through used toilet paper, and you know that they've got gender-neutral bathrooms at all magic fests now, so it's like you're crawling through just use feminine products and <laughs> people's masks and just pee and everything in a men's bathroom is wet yeah. and stinky and nobody fucking flushes. Nobody flushes in men's public bathrooms. What the fuck? Yeah, what's wrong with people? In the nation, we always flush. Yes. That's one of the it's one of the tenants. There aren't very many tenants to entry in the nation. And we're gonna talk about tenants to entry later on in this episode. Oh yeah. To magic. Oh yeah. Oh okay. yeah, we are. Okay, well let's that's a, that's a go back to the deck thing. But the the point is flushing the toilet, very important. Yeah. It, you know what? It that falls I think that falls under general hygiene. Is that a CCO life lesson? We should get a little stamp that Joe puts on the screen. CCO life lesson. Yes, well, Flush we, the well we, toilet. we do have a stamp that we've showed off a little bit on the on the Discord. Wait, wait for that. A couple more weeks and that'll be ready to unveil to everybody and everybody will know what we mean. But Joe does have the file. Ah, cool. Okay, so that, that'll be a thing. Joe's like, ah, fuck. Yeah, God damn it. He's to keep adding shit to my thing. Yeah. Getting back to the deck. Right. Cableback's right, deck. deck. Right. I got some questions. Okay. It's French for question. Right. Watch the pre-show to learn more French. Yes, we do teach French. Bilingual in Canada. Yes. Mm-hmm. We want to do something different, right? So w- what comes to mind when we do traditional landfall lands.deck? Well, green. Green, Oracle, Moldias, landfall. Extra land triggers all the time. Yeah, exploration, etc. We We throw that all out the window, say, yeah. fuck that. Yeah, well, because we can't. We can't do that in this deck because it's white. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so let's ask the questions. What can the deck offer us? This is what we're going to try and answer. You don't have to answer right now. Okay. Are there mono-white land payoffs? Is there enough of them? How do we win? Is there a dense enough and good enough bunch of win conditions? How do we uh, how do we get enough cards to keep doing stuff? Because green can draw cards, and green can find lands out of its deck, etc. White's getting there. White's getting there, it's and we're, getting I think stuff. we're going to demonstrate that. And how do we create some form of non-card draw, card advantage, if we can't draw draw enough cards. Those are all the questions that we ask when we play mono-white decks because people dump on white all the time and we don't think that it's that bad or are, at least not as bad as everybody says. Are we going to stick up for mono-white today? I don't know if sticking up's the right word, but we do have some cards that are, I think, good. Oh, yeah. And yeah. cards that are let us slap lips and stomp dinks and... Oh, yeah, I like doing that. Punch dinks through the backs of buttholes. I think that's a new one. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. 
Yes. I never forget the first time I ever heard that. I was working construction and some guy was pounding a hammer, but he was like sitting on the ground. He's like, oh man, I better be careful. I don't want to pound my pecker through my asshole. <laughs> some old guy. He's got a smoke hanging out of his mouth. Jesus Christ. Let's do a deck, shall Let's, we? All right, Ryan. Mono white. Land... Let me... Let me say something first. Okay. Something for people to keep in mind, because this is something that's got me enraged about magic in general, and it's been bugging me a lot recently. And this is a deck that really does exemplify what has got me kind of in a mood. And here it is. This is a mono-white landfall deck. Now, you hear mono-white landfall, you're immediately thinking, well, this is going to be a lower-powered deck. Yep. Because it doesn't do land. White doesn't do landfall. But here are things that you would expect to see in a mono-white landfall deck that maybe aren't as present here. You want to see a land tax, and there isn't a land tax in here. Uh-huh. You expect to see fetch lands. No yep. fetch lands. But there should be. And you know why they're not in here, Ryan? Just tell me. Money. Yeah. Because landfall, playing landfall costs money because you need fetches, you need a very specific set of cards and all of those cards are very expensive and the fact that you don't have them for a deck like this sucks because there's a barrier to entry to just being creative and I don't like that yep like you're you're stuck playing substandard landfall lands because you don't want to invest fucking so much money adding if you added well let's say five fetch lands because prismatic vista is the fifth one. You play the all the four that contain white, Prismatic Vista, and Land Tax. You're going to add like $250, $300 to the price of the deck? You're going to quadruple the price of the deck. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and I mean, yes, those are all cards that you're going to use in other decks. Yep. So if you're going to get them, it's like you're investing in magic career down the path. But if this is the first deck that you're trying to build by yourself, I mean, pretty high bar to clear on your first attempt, but... You can't do it because money? That sucks. Yeah, you know what? I, you know what? I I think sometimes it's like I agree, and then I think, well, just playing lower power pods, or or do they add that much? And then I think, well, when I play with the, with the people at the LGS or at events that say, oh, this is my first deck, or I can't afford this or that or this or that, I don't ever see those people winning. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know if that's what it's about. Like you don't I don't you don't have to win to have fun. No. But but I have won lots of games of magic. And I do have all of those expensive cards because I've played forever. Yeah. So I, those those two things are separate things. I have won lots of games, not because I have those cards, but I do also have those cards. Yeah. So it's like I can separate those two things and then something like mono white landfall attracts me and then I can put all the fetch lands and the land taxes in it to air quotes optimize mono white landfall. Yeah, like our land if we were to build this deck just with collections or lots of other people listening were to build this, it would be a much different and probably I don't want to say I don't more know effective. I don't know I don't know if it would be much different. Well, well it would do all the same stuff. But it would do it better because you have land tax to refill your hands with lands that you can play. You would have fetch lands to give you the double, triple, quadruple landfall triggers yep. on, on each turn, right? Because that's what you want to do in a landfall deck is get multiple land drops every turn or land ETBs. And how are you doing that in white? You're not fucking doing it in white. Well, let's you challenge Let's challenge the, the status quo. Let's okay. see if we need to do that. Let's see if there's other payoffs that are that are not that let's see if we can 
figure it out, noodle it out. Okay, but we're for, we're going to start way off track of any of that stuff. Sure. And we're going to talk about the removal package. Oh, yeah, it's a big removal package. It's, it's big. There's 10 cards. Now, we have a swords. Yeah, classic. Should, should be path. Is there not a path? We're, not, no, play, we're not. not playing path. You should play path instead of swords in landfall because you can path your own guy for an additional landfall. Good trigger. idea. We have a revoke existence. Exile a creature or an artifact or enchantment. Return to dust. To get two things. Reduce to memory. Exile target non-land permanent. Its controller gets a 3-2 white spirit creature. That's pretty good. Yeah, I don't know. What's on? Is there a back of that? Is there something? What's the other side of that? That's it. Oh, it's a, it's a lesson. That's why it has that thing. Oh, you're right. Yeah, you could. Yeah, that doesn't do anything in EDH. You won't even talk about it. We have Doomscar. Oh yeah, destroy all creature, but you can foretell it, so you 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 remove it face down, and you can cast it later for three mana. Dark Steel Mutation turns something into a bug. Council's Judgment. That. Each player chooses something, and then the thing that gets the most choices gets removed. No, everything that gets a choice gets removed. Everything that gets the most choices. Yeah, but if it's tied, then everything, yes. Yes. So each player chooses a thing. Yes. Yeah. Cleansing Nova. Oh, yeah. Get all Creech or get all artifacts and enchantments. That's gooder. Austere Command. Get everything. Yes. That's, yeah. Pretty Get everything you want to get with that one. And... Angelic Ascension. Oh, this is from like Magic M16 or something or something. M- M21. <laughs> okay, well, I'm pretty far away from the screen. Exile, target, creature, or planeswalker. Its controller gets a 4-4 white angel creature token with flying. That costs two mana. That's pretty good. That's an okay card. I mean, okay, you don't give it to me for one mana. Up. Give me one mana. Man, Blue got Swan Song, and that's giving somebody something bigger and better. Give me, give me it for one mana, motherfucker. Well, yeah, but it, one mana at, in white though, in in white, you could cast like your little shitty one drop guy, and then just angelic ascension it to turn it into a four four. Mm, uh, yeah, that's yeah. right. That's probably why they don't do that. But, but you don't. I don't think you use removal on your own guy as often as you just demonstrated twice in the same category that you do. Maybe people should because it's really good. <laughs> we're challenging the status quo. That's I said right. we are going to do that. That's what you said we're going to do. Okay, let's keep let's keep going. Let's Kay. see what we got. Let's talk about some drawing cards. Sure. Drawing cards in white. Let's hit it. Wall of Omens. Uh, d- ETB draw card. Ugin the Unfuckable. Oh man, I don't even remember what this one does. This is this is Nugin, right? This is the second Ugin? Yes, it's a 6 mana Four loyalty Ugin, colorless spells we cast cost two less. That's a good. That's a good thing. Plus one exile the top card of your library face down and look at it. Create a two-two colorless spirit creature token. When that creature leaves play, put the exiled card into your hand. Oh yeah, so you could just chump block with it. Keeps you alive. Saves some virtual life, or gains you virtual life and draws you card later. That's and then okay. it has minus three destroy target permanent. That's one or more colors. Also good. It's also a removal spell. G- gets most things. Yep. Sky Scanner. ETB's draw card. Skull Clamp. D- Dies draw card. Secret Rendezvous. Each uh, you and target player draws three cards. Yep. Obli- is that hey, is that card good? You like that card yet? No. 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 Nope. Not okay. even in mono white. Oh, yeah. No. 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 You can play the uh, the guy that when people cast their second spell each turn you draw a card. Oh, also thirty five dollars. When somebody attacks you, is get if you want to do the thing, you have to cost money, mm. and that bugs me. But Magra the Diplomat, better than Secret Rendezvous. 
Mangara the Diplomat. Mangara the Diplomat. He's good? Better than Secret Rendezvous. <laughs> Next up, another removal spell that we can use on our own shit. Ablation. Yeah, this is... The owner of target non-land permi shuffles it into their library, then draws two cards. That's the third removal spell we're going to use on our own shit. I like, uh, I like, I like that one and you get to, oh no, you can't get a land with it. Dang it. Okay, fine. Introduction to prophecy. Oh, scry to draw card. That's, that's probably okay. That's a pretty good one. Yeah. Here's something I like. Flump. Flump. This is a zero four defender flyer for two. It deals damage. Whenever flump is dealt damage, you, and target opponent each draw a card. Yeah. So it's kind of like a political thing. Hey, if you swing at me with that 1-1, one, one, you can draw a card. And then you block it. Isn't that what Secret Rendezvous is like? Yeah, but Secret Rendezvous gives them three cards. Giving somebody three cards is... It's a lot. Well, Flump gives somebody three cards if it gives us three cards. Well, I guess. Or it could give each opponent one card. I think I'd probably rather give one opponent three cards. And we get three. But you can you can make the you can give all the cards to yeah, the mana screwed guy. Yeah, you can. Right? Yeah, you can make the judgment call. Yeah. I guess you the, the same theory is true for both cards, yeah. but one is strung out more, and one of them is a flump. Yeah. That's that's the only reason you like it because it's the same card as Secret Rendezvous. Flump. Eye of Vecna. You give this one a read. Eye of Vecna is a two-drop artifact. When it comes into play, you draw a card and lose two life. And at the beginning of your upkeep, you may pay two. If you do, you draw a card and lose two life. I think that that's fine. A card is worth two life, isn't it? Sure. In white. Yeah, in white <laughs> it is. Ten. Fuck it. And the last one is endless assless. End endless assless. That is somebody with a very long ass. Yep. Their butt crack goes from the back of their neck down to their heels. That's right. I don't know how that works, but that's how it works. It's weird, and it's a lot of wiping. But you know what? Oh yeah. Worth. You got to put the toilet paper into the toilet and then hit flush, and, and it, then just stand over it, and it'll floss your ass as it gets flushed down. That's right. And then you just pinch, and it breaks the toilet paper off, and. Yeah, okay. You know exactly how. You just said that you didn't know how it would work, and then you detailed, explained to us well, how it works. I, I've been in public bathrooms where toilet paper is like screen, and you need like 87 miles of it to just get yeah. like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we both went to university. We know. Endless assless. Half-ply toilet paper. Yeah, Fuck. mother ass. He's stealing from fucking public bathrooms and shit. <laughs> this is pay two, tap, draw card, activate the ability only if you control three or more lands with the same name. Newsflash, we got lots of planes. There's not as many as we should have. This game is called, like, Oops All Planes or All the Planes. We're this only playing, of the 36 lands, only 22 are planes. Well, that's lots. We Mono White does afford us the opportunity to run lots of... Utilities and non-basics, right? Play planes. There is at least. Ah, uh, we'll get there. We'll get there. Let's go to. Let's go to. What do you want? Recursion or bounce back to hand? What do you think? Let's, I think recursion because that's another classic category. We have a Sun Titan. That gets a little thing back. Savine's reclamation gets a little thing back. Flashes back to get two little things back. Promise of tomorrow. That gets a thing back when it dies. When one of your country. When one of you. When one of your creatures dies, you exile it at the beginning of each end step. If you control no dudes, you sack Promise of Tomorrow and get all the dudes you have previously exiled back. Oh, yeah. It makes your board, like, wrath-proof after you've actually, like, um, gotten utility blocks out of the way or whatever. Yes. That's a good one. Faith's Reward. Ooh, return target creature... No, return everything to the battlefield of yours that died this turn. All permanents. Whoa. Yeah. Oh, all permies. Yeah. Oh, I know how we would use that. Armageddon. 
Mm-hmm. And then you just get all your shit back. Yeah, we got Arm- something way better than Armageddon, but it's just for us. Elixir of Immortality? It gets your shit back from the graveyard and gains you five life? Yep. Well, it shuffles them into your library. Ah, sure. It's fine, because we can search them. We'll, we'll search yep. them. We'll Cosm- find them. Cosmic Intervention? Hey, we liked this card, didn't we? We did. We it, did. Give it a read. It's shitty Tef's protection, so white three instant. If a permanent you control will be put into a graveyard from play this turn, exile it instead, return it to the battlefield under its owner's control at the beginning of the next end step, and you can foretell it for white one. That's fine. So it's, it's shitty Tef's protection. And brought back is the last one. Choose up to two target permanent cards in your graveyard that were put there from the battlefield this turn, and you return them to the battlefield tapped. So that's like a little mini uh, Faith's Reward, right? For half the mana. Yeah. I think that that's fine. Not too bad. And, like, those are instants, so you can use them whenever, right? Yeah. Now, getting into the the landfall-ish kind of portion of the deck, sort of. We want to get lands to our hand. Yes, so we can play them. Yes. First card is not land tax. No. Get a land tax, put it in here. Stoic Farmer. This does a little mini land tax. If somebody has more lands than you, we can search for a land and put it into our hand. Neat. Yeah. Pilgrim's Eye. Search for a land, put it into hand. Pilgrim of the Ages. Uh, Search for a land, put it into your hand. And it has six. Put it from your graveyard into your hand, and then you can play it again. That's fine. Sure. Farfinder. Search for a land, put it into your hand. Yep. That that you know what card that is? That is a colorless, so you can put it in a white deck, Farhaven Elf. With vigilance. I think that that's a fine card. And it's got a really cool picture on it. Yes. I really like that picture. Yes. Expedition map. You just get a land from your hand or from your library into your hand. Any land. Yes, any land. That's probably important because we could find something that maybe gives us two landfall triggers. Mm-hmm. Environmental science. Oh. Says. That's a hot button topic. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jeepers, creepers. Man, too close to home. Oh. Search your library for a basic land and put it into your hand and then shuffle and then we gain two life. Ooh. We've seen a couple incidental life gains. I'm not scared to block or not block. <laughs> Fucking 30. No blocks. I'll gain two life. Yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, Sure, All let's right. do it. Let's get more land drops. Sure, let's do it. Wayfarer's Bobble. That lets us... Pay two, sacrifice it, search your library for a land, put it onto the battlefield tapped. Sword of the Enema. Equipment, when it hits, search for a land, put it onto the battlefield tapped. When it attacks. Oh, it oh, attacks. Yeah, Sword yeah of so the any time. Yep. We have Solemn. That lets us get a land and draw a card when he dies. Core Cartographer. ETBs, planes, battlefield tapped. Any planes, not basic planes. Oh, good so one. That's important. That's good because we can get a mistfail planes. That's right. Yeah, and that lets us get stuff from our graveyard onto the battlefield. Or, or, or graveyard onto the bottom of our library. Yes. Very good. Keeper of the Accord. Th- I think that this card's good. This is a good card, right? This is a good card, Okay, yes. this is this is a 3-4 for four, 4 human soldier, if it matters. At the beginning of each opponent's end step, if that player controls more Creech than us, we get a 1-1 one, one soldier token. Mm-hmm. That's fine. We got blocks at the beginning of each opponent's end step. Each opponent's end step. Mm-hmm. If that player has more lands than us, we can search for a land put onto battlefield tapped. That's a good ass card. That's a good one. If we're behind, yes, it Which turns you into probably a, will be. It turns into a three four for four if we're even or above, but we'll probably be behind the green player for land or the simic player or the black player or any fucking. Player. You're behind everybody but the mono red player, and we can just chump block for days and always get new dudes. Yeah. 
That's a good one. Yeah, man. Yeah. I remember when that card came out, everybody liked it, hey? Well, they should have because it's a good card. Okay, good. It's a good card. Yeah, yeah. Fuck, fuck your mother. Burner start. Burner start. You sacrifice it for three mana and you get uh, two basics, right? Put them on the battlefield tapped. Correct. That's a good one. Let's blink stuff. Yes, if we blink some of the stuff that we were just talking about, or maybe like Sun Titans and stuff, we can get added value from our land getters. The core cartographer or Sun Titan, they all give you that. Yeah, and Sun Titan gets your expo map back if you blink it, right? So you can get more lands that way. Lots of different little synergies. We could play that new Midnight Hunt card that I used to such great effect. It searches for a land or an artifact with the mana ability puts into your hand. Oh, yeah, something key. Key something. Yeah, I can never remember the damn name of it. But Joe will have it on the screen. Yes. We can always believe on, rely on Joe. So, thanks, Joe. And uh, we're going to move into the blink section with Semester's End. What a novel of text this is. Yeah, mother ass. You want me to do it? White 3 Instant. Exile any number of target creatures and or planeswalkers we control. Okay. At the beginning of each end step, return each of them to the battlefield under their owner's control. Each of them enters the battlefield with an additional plus one, plus one on them and an additional loyalty if they're a planeswalker. I feel like that's just another shitty Tef's protection. I mean, I get why it's there. It blinks your dudes, brings them back. It's more ETB stuff. I think I think it's got utility with the added upside of exile your shit if there's a wrath. Yeah. Right? We're using it to blink, but we can also use it to protect, which is good. Yes. I, I like the added little synergy. And to answer one of our questions, how do we gain non-card draw card advantage? Just like that. By blinking stuff. Blinking stuff. And protecting it. Somebody goes, oh, fucking, what's what's the Black Wrath? Damnation or Toxic Deluge or Cyclonic Rift. Oh, mm. man, if somebody class, casts a Rift, they think that they're going to win, right? Yeah. And usually that's what happens. Usually they do, yeah. And you're like, oh, just getting Semester's End and all my shit comes back bigger. Yeah. And I'll get like three land and I'll get my Expo map back and I'll get another land from Expo map. Yeah. That's pretty good. Heck of. It's pretty good. Ruin Ghost. Ruin Ghost. I want that to be Rune Ghost, but it's Ruin Ghost. Yes. It's a 1-1 one, one for 2 from World Wake. This is cool. I like this card. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is a cool card. White, tap, exile target land you control, then return it to the battlefield under your control. Fuck, I like that. That's cool, hey? Man, I, can you I imagine, like that one. Can you imagine it, it, like doing that to a Gaius Cradle or something? Oh. Man, you make all the mana. Yeah. Not today, though. Not today. Mono white. Ephemerate. Ephemerate blinks. It, it immediately blinks, right? Yep. And then it's got rebound, so you cast it again during your next upkeep. That's pretty cool. That's a good one. Let's play Gift of Estates in this deck. What's that one do? It's uh, it, I don't know if it's an instant, but if you're behind on land, you find, I think, three and put them in your hand. Oh, it's, it's like a one-time land tax. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty fine. Good card, you can play Tithe, too, but I think all those cards are expensive. I hope not. Tithe is expensive. Well, they just reprinted that other one that I just said. Huh? Gift of Estates. Yeah, it was in the same set as Ephemerate. Oh, yeah, it was like a Mystical Archive or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Last blink card is Eerie Interlude. Eerie Interlude, another instant. That's I think that that is very important in this deck to gain that non-card draw value. It costs one less than Semester's End, does the same thing except without the plus one, plus one counters. Yeah, you blink all your shit and it comes back at the end of turn, let's say after Wrath of God. Yes. Okay. Let's do one more section, and then we're going to get into the meat and the potatoes. Sure. This is just the regular value section. And I think the first one here, Zern Orb, very good in land dot deck. Any any land deck, right? Yeah, I guess. Okay. Zern Orb. 
and Luminarch Ascension or well, Lightning Rod Ascension is really Sacrifice like to call it. a lamb, gain two life. That's Xurnar. We'll say that. Yeah. Luminarch Ascension, white one enchantment at the beginning of each opponent's end step. If that play, if if we didn't lose life, it gets an Ascension counter. Yeah. And white one create a four four angel with flying, but only if Luminarch Ascension has four or more counters on it. Mother ass. That card gets targeted. Have you ever gotten it off? Have you ever got it to work? Once. I got it to work a couple times. Very powerful card. Oh, yeah. It's awesome when it works. Four fours for two all day. Forget about landfall. Just yeah. pour everything you got into Luminarch Ascension at the end of player four's turn and just fucking yeah. ham. <laughs> just destroy them. Bone in ham. You're holding it by the bone end and you're yeah. using it as a club. Yeah, and it's not even leaving bruises because there's still some meat <laughs> on there. just going to say <laughs> The only thing I'm doing is tenderizing ham and killing my opponent. <laughs> <laughs> and the last value card, I'm a big fan of this one, Court of Grace. Court of Grace. This is a monarch one. Yeah, so it comes into play. You become the monarch, so that gives you some some card draw in and mono we, white. Remember, we got blockers for days so far with yep. all of our chump guys and stuff. And speaking of chump guys, at the beginning of your upkeep, you get a 1-1 one, one white spirit token with flying if you're not the monarch. If you are the monarch, you get a 4-4 angel instead. Very good. That's a cool card. I like that one. Can you imagine having that and Luminarch Ascension out and you just never lose the monarch because you can just make all kinds of fucking tokens? Yeah, all, all kinds of 4-4 four, four flying blockers. to do, oh, yep. oh, yeah. And you know the you know the game where everybody's going around, that, that we got to kill that, we got to get that, we got to get that, and everybody's trying to top deck that removal spell because they used their couple removal spells earlier in the game, and it's like, fuck. Yeah. And then one card or two cards just run away from the game just because of value. There's two of them. There's two of them. All right, payoffs and win conditions. Here we go. Mono white landfall. Rune tails to protect it. Can we can we say mono white ham fall? I'm here to cook ham and kill opponents, and I'm all out of ham. Because I'm beating my opponents to death with <laughs> because it. I'm using it as a weapon. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Sure. Let's start off with a card that I love. I oh. love this card. I love this card. I'm so happy it was in here because as soon as you said Mono White Landfall, here's the deck. I was like, oh, it better have Trove Warden in it. Give it a read then. Trove you you, you got to read the ones you love. It's passion. Trove Warden is a 3-4 cat beast for White White 2, slowly becoming one of my top five favorite mana costs. Oh, <laughs> future top five and five. Watch out every second Friday oh. on CC on YouTube. <laughs> oh, damn. oh that, that'd be a good one. No, it wouldn't. That'd be fun. <laughs> no, it fucking wouldn't. I think it would be. Just to prove a point, I'm going to do it. Anyway, Vigilance, Landfall. Whenever a land enters the battlefield under your control, exile target permanent card with converted mana cost three or less from your graveyard. When Trove Warden dies, put each permanent card exiled with it into the battlefield under your control. Yeah. That's like Sun Titan on Landfall, but you got to wait. Yeah, at least I kind of fucked that up at the end because I'm like, what the fuck am I even saying? Because it doesn't make any <laughs> sense. But you remove permanents in graveyards and then when Trove Warden dies, all the permanents come back into play. Yes. And you could get your opponent's stuff too, but like they get it back too. So don't do that. They get, get it your back own. to their own grave or their own battlefield. Yeah. Yeah. I suppose that's fine like if they have like a grave crawler or something that you want to get out of there. Yeah. And then they just don't have that to recast it from their graveyard. But yeah. we would use that on stuff like our own Land getters. Yes. Yeah, okay. This, this this is a cool card. I like it lots. Stratocide. Oh, ETBs, you exile a land, right? And then equip creature gets plus one, plus one for each land on the battlefield that has the same name as the exiled land. You actually search your library for a land and exile it. Oh, that's so better. So we don't have to get one that you already have in play, so... 
Okay. Stratocide like is a good card. And that gets it for every planes in our case, right? So if anybody else is playing planes, it gets even bigger. Yep. Good. Step links. Oh, good card. You remember this in Zendikar Limited? I sure do. Holy fuck. <laughs> oh, man. Landfall plus two plus two until end of turn. And it's a zero one for one, which comes down and you're just getting chip-ins immediately. How many turns in a row could you hit somebody with that? Because you go land, hit you for two, land, hit you for two, land, hit you for two. Probably for like, you probably get six or eight damage oh, out of that. you're going to get six. Between six and ten damage, you're probably going to get out of that. And if you can go like, imagine if you had fetch lands. And you go land on turn two, hit you for two. On turn three, you go fetch land, and then bash somebody for hit, four. Hit them for hit them for two, and then you cast a two drop because you don't have like a a three land play. <laughs> and you go next turn, fetch land, crack it, get another land, crack my other fetch land. So now you got plus <laughs> it's like fuck man, this card's good. That's how Zendikar Limited worked, everybody. Oh. <laughs> Retreat to Ameria. Another. Another good Zendi. I think these are all oh landfall there, Zendikar. Yeah, there's a lot of Zendikards in here. Ooh, got there. I should probably I should probably see myself. You on. Should I'm jump sorry, out the everyone. window. Yeah, four drop enchantment, landfall. Choose one. That took a long time, but we got there. Choose one. You get a one-one creature token or creatures you control. Get plus one, plus one until end of turn. All of them. Yeah. So remember cool. my fetch land example from 20 seconds ago. Yeah. That. Yeah. Plus two, plus two, the whole team. Get in there. Or plus three, plus three, if you got like an expo map. and Oh, man, so good. Prowling Felidar. Oh, look at that. That's a showcase one. Yep. That's the showcase one. That's that's the ones that you like, right? I like that lots. Vig, two, three for four. Landfall, plus one, plus one, counter on Prowling Felidar. It's fine. That's fine. Undo Greathorn. Landfall, plus two, plus two until end of turn. So I, I think that the... The plan so far is beat, yes. right? Okay. We're getting we're getting things that get big with land, and then you beat face. Makati Ox. Oh. It's a 4-4 four, four for 5. When a landfall, or, or when you get landfall, you tap target creature and opponent controls. Get the blockers out of the way. Yeah, landfall, tap a guy so we can beat. Yeah. Yes. Hedron Rover. Landfall plus 2 plus 2? Yes. Okay. Felidar Retreat. Here's a fucking card. This card slaps Slaps lips with dinks. Yeah. That's what this card does. Yes. Okay, landfall. Whenever land enters the battlefield under control, 2-2, two, 2-2 two, uh, two, two cat beast, you choose one. You get a 2-2 two, two cat beast or, or put a plus one, plus one counter on each creature you control and they gain vigilance. So it's permanent and vigilance. That's a and. that's a good ass card right oh. there. That is a good ass card. That is sweet. So they don't even, they only gain vigilance until end of turn. But they have vigilance forever as long as you can keep playing lands. Yeah, exactly. And we would be keeping playing lands, yeah. and all our guys get bigger. Bring your dice, kids. <laughs> Bring your CCO dice. Watch our channels for how you get those in a couple weeks. <laughs> Fearless Fledgling. Oh, landfall, plus one, plus one counter on it, and it gains flying until end of turn? Yes. Plus one, plus one counters are good. We talked about spells that just immediately draw removal. This is a good one. Emiria Shepherd. Oh, yeah. Landfall, get a dude back to your hand. If it's Planesfall, which is Landfall with Planes, right back to the battlefield. Yeah. I play that in Bryon Stoutarm. Yeah, that thing eats shit all the time. Oh, yeah. Well, play a land, get a dude back? Yeah, that's why it eats shit all the time. Yeah, and if you get to, if you can sacrifice your core cartographer, let's say, and then get the land, 
then you just get the core cartographer back and you sacrifice it before the land ETBs. You can get all the land in your deck if you have just a sack outlet. So you get a Phyrexian altar. You can get every land, every planes out of your deck and make like thirty and have mana. a bunch of mana for it. <laughs> yeah, welcome to <laughs> welcome to white. Welcome to the nation. <laughs> yeah, that's how you do it, everybody. Amiria Angel. Oh, I love the art on this one, hey? That's remember cool. this one though, all from all the promo stuff from OG Zendikar. Yep. What a good ass time. Yeah, what that was a good time a good to play time. Magic. Yeah. Sorry for all you who missed it, and I'm sorry that the other Zendikars didn't quite. Not that they weren't good. They just didn't quite live up to OG Zendikar and like the, just the the frenetic pace that games took. Yeah. It was a it was a it was a really fun and exciting time to play Magic. The games were exciting because they could just swing so fucking hard. Zendikar booster box draft. Okay, so 36, 36 packs in a booster box. Twenty four of them go to the draft, and then the winners split the rest of the prizes. Half an hour. Yeah. <laughs> That's the joke, right? Yeah. Takes longer to draft than to play. Yeah. And that was that was true. Yeah. You rarely went to time at a Zendikar draft. That yeah. was fun. What does Amiri Angel do, Ryan? 3-3 three, three for white, white, two, flying, great art, landfall, get a 1-1 one, one bird creature toke. That's a good one. What a canyon Zerboa. B- part of why I wanted to do this deck is because I know that you like this card. I do. <laughs> I do like <laughs> this card. It's a little mouse. <laughs> I like it a lot. It's a mouse. One, two for white, two, landfall. Whenever a land enters the battlefield under your control, creatures you control get plus one, plus one until end of turn. Creatures you control. All of them. Mother ass. So good. Mouse ass. <laughs> <laughs> Armor Ascension. Oh, yeah. This is Enchant Creature gets plus one, plus one for each planes you control and flying. And flying. Why not? And, like, the picture on it is a knight on a horse that's farting flames, and that's how it's flying. It doesn't even have wings. Math checks out. Fire is shooting out of that horse's ass, and they're flying. That's awesome. Yep. Last one, adventuring gear. Landfall, equipped creature gets plus two, plus two until end of turn. And it's a one drop that equips for one. That's fucking awesome on on one of our landfall get bigger guys, because now they just get twice as bigger. Yes. Okay. Have we, have we hit every category in the deck? No. Two more cards. Two more. In the win-con category. Here's how we just win. Let's start with... Cathar's Crusade, because everybody kind of knows that card. We all know Cathar's Crusade. It's an enchantment for white, white, three. Whenever a creature comes into play under your control, you get a plus one, plus one counter on each creature you control. You know what I love about that is landfall, get a dude. We've seen that a few times. So if we've got a Maria Angel and Retreat to, no, Felidar Retreat, usually you pick plus one, plus one counter for Felidar Retreat, but not today, because we pick a dude and then we get the counter fucking anyways. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. It's like each, <laughs> right? <laughs> anyways and each mean the same thing in Mono White Landfall when you've got Cathar's Crusade. Let me tell you a story. The I, only good thing that happened to me with that Nihilor deck. Okay. Because I, I played it on Thursday, just got blown out. Oh, you talked about that on the pre-show, yeah. so everybody yeah. can watch that from yesterday. Nihilor deck, it's to- it sucks. I got blown out in, on edh and played a webcam game with it. Yep. And I got home because I couldn't sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Cather's Crusade into a glory what is it, Glorious Anthem? Not Glorious Anthem. The the one where if you it's white, white X and you get X soldiers, what if X is ten, you get angels too. Oh yeah. For eleven. So what eleven angels. Finale of white. Yeah. Yeah. Eleven angels, eleven and soldiers with the Cather's Crusade. So I'll get like twenty two counters on them. But you know what white doesn't have, Ryan? Haste. Haste. 
What did the guy next to me do? What's the next player do? Sweep? Wrath of God. <laughs> <laughs> it was so worth it, though. Yep. It was so worth it. But the point is, Catholic Crusade is fucking good. He took that really, really sticky, like, uh, brown sugar glaze on his ham, yeah. grabbed that sucker by the bone right out of the fucking frying pan, yeah. and just clubbed you right with, yeah. it, with the with the Wrath of God stuck to the paste. And, after he had played it, I could almost, I mean, I could see your face. I could just see your face. You were rubbing your hands to like a goddamn fly, weren't you? He was like, yeah, I was. Yeah, I was. I didn't even draw into that. I just had it. I knew you were eventually going to get enough tokens that this was going to be worth it. And then, then I did. So this is what we could do. The Finale last... of Glory. Yes, that's would right. Be, would be good in this deck because you have enough mana to play it. I think and you're you right. And you get 21 creatures. That's pretty good. I think that's pretty good. Last card in the deck, though. This is what you do once you got all those creatures. This is a CCO special, too. Oh, baby. CCO oh, special. Oh, hold on. Before? Before? Oh. Crashing drawbridge. Tap. Give all your creatures haste. It's going in. It's going in. Charge across the Araba. This little ditty is from Saviors of Kamigawa. Uh-huh. It's got an ability called Sweep. And it's an arcane spell. So CCO's top five and five tells us to pick those up because they could be going up if we see new arcane cards. That's right. So this got an ability called Sweep. Return any number of planes you control to their owner's hand is what you do when you sweep. Yes. Okay. Creatures you control get plus one, plus one until end of turn for each plane's return this way. (laughs) (laughs) So then you fuck everybody up. What is that, like 11? Eight? Does it matter? It's it's lots. Fucking lots. <laughs> Man, can you imagine if somebody's like, whatever, you how what do you got? You got six one one soldiers and a bird <laughs> and an Ameria Angel. And they're like, uh, hit you and you're like, Okay. Single block. I could gang block and kill it, but I'm not going to. Oh, okay, go. Sweep. <laughs> Eleven. <laughs> Take a thousand. <laughs> Sweep their whole life into the garbage. <laughs> That's what you do. <laughs> sweep, oh. sweep your life into the garbage. Yes. Sounds like a Brando altar. Hey, you just like add a little, you know, those little triangle <laughs> carrots to insert text when yeah. you're editing. Into sweep the garbage. Into the garbage. <laughs> that's awesome. Oh, so there. that's the deck. That's the that's, deck. That's a mono white landfall on a budget. Like we talked about the high budget cards we could throw in here to make it a little bit more powerful, a little bit more consistent, a little bit more explosive. So... And you know what? It's it's not like we don't have land. Like, War Room is in here. Throne of the High City, another card draw land. We've got some panoramas, which are budget shitty fetch lands. Flagstones of Trocare. When it gets destroyed, we can search for a land. Mistvale Plains. Evolving Wilds. Like, we've got all the right things for a budget landfall deck. Yep, we have all the budget stuff here, and they just could be updated again. Field because, of Ruin. Because landfall costs money. Yeah. You could... Trade money for speed in the deck. Yeah, I, horsepower I, costs money. We've it, yeah, we talked about that last week. So yep. there it is. But the landfall and it's got an Amiria, the Sky Ruin. Probably just eats a wasteland as soon as it comes into play. But you know, you know we, what? Actually, it's one of the most expensive cards in the deck yeah. because it's such a good card advantage engine in mono white. Le- I just I don't know why these just occurred to me now, but I think a thawing glaciers, a. Terrain generator. That's a good one. And a walking atlas would 
oh, do yeah. very well in this deck. Yeah, so we've had lots of suggestions, lots of suggestions, and yeah. I think all of those are probably budget. Aren't yeah, those they? three are all pretty budget. You're probably looking at between a dollar, a dollar fifty, and fifty cents for them. Yeah, thawing glaciers might be a little bit more. Yeah, it's a, it's an older card. But, but. Uh, you know what? Let's move into strengths and weaknesses here, and 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 one of them I think is. Uh, front and center, we said that this is a budget deck. It's 186 bucks. That's that feels okay. That's yeah, not too bad. And as your collection grows, and as you want to commit to having lands, because that's always a solid magic investment. I'll use the I word, but even it's not. But yeah. good things to have. It's fun, unique, different. Good, good place. Good uh, upgradable deck to make better over time. Yeah, this is a deck where you can teach yourself how to streamline the strategy without just turning it into a mono white good stuff deck. Yes, because you don't need good stuff to make this deck better. You need you just, stuff that fits the deck. Yeah. You need stuff that fits into the deck and just is better than what you're playing. And those are cards that you're gonna probably want anyway throughout the evolution of your EDH deck building career, shall we say? Yeah, like the finale of glory. Yeah, or the fetch lands, like. You're never going to be like, oh, fuck, I bought a fetch land and I took that landfall deck apart. I'm an idiot. <laughs> You're never going to say that. Okay, I got some here. Late game, stomp stinks. Oh, yeah. Beat you to death with a piece of ham. Oh, yeah. When this deck works, it's going to do work. Here, third week in a row. Monocolored deck. Yeah. There's a trend. We're consistency cookout podcast. Oh, CCO. There it is. I think that that's a strength. Again, it affords you the opportunity to play some 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 utility lands. Yep. Some some budget stuff. Some stuff that you don't usually see. Some stuff that like Trove Warden. Yeah. Fantastic, super fun card. But I mean, how often do you have a landfall deck that has white in it? Honestly, that's why I don't play mine. Yeah. Because I don't have a landfall deck that has white in it. That isn't five color. Yeah, that is because five you color. see lots of five color lands decks, right? So yeah. Let's jump over to the weaknesses, right? Yeah. Uh, it is a mono white landfall deck, and if yeah. you want to, if you want a lands deck, you probably want green. And this is intentionally or deliberately not that. It, this is a thing that we could maybe say if you want it, you could build this exact deck with a white green commander and just take out the kind of clunky white landfall stuff and just replace it with green stuff. If you wanted to. Yes. You know what I equate this to is like the sleeper race car. It looks like just a crappy old station wagon from 1978. But it's got like a V17 in it. Yes, a V17 motor. It's got an extra piston. Yes. And I think that that's cool. That's intentional that way. Yes. Intentional design that isn't conventional. Yes. I think that that's good. Which and is, that's part of what we do on CCO Podcast. It's a strength in the deck building creativity. It's a weakness in that you're intentionally hobbling your strategy. Yes. And what comes with that is the workarounds for card draw and the workarounds for multiple land drops when you don't want to spend money. And those are right. all the weaknesses, right? Yeah. It leans on removal and it leans on knowing how to threat assess and glean card advantage from non-card draw. And if you don't have a really good sense of how EDH games go, this deck will be difficult to play. I think that's a weakness. Unless yeah. you like that. Yeah. I like that. And that's Bonus. why I do this kind of stuff. Bonus strength. Oh, this is a deck loaded with removal that you can play on your own shit for value. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Bonus strength. There it is. Okay. Let's move to the budget section real quick because it's really quick. Yeah. Deck is budget. That's it. Luminarch Ascension and Ameria the Sky Rune are the two most expensive cards at 25 bucks, and you could have this deck for like 100 and 100 bucks. 
And I actually accidentally included expensive cards from the maybe board in it. So I thought that I was saving way more money, but I'm not. No. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, like 143 bucks for a mono white landfall deck that has a whole bunch of Zendikar stuff in it that you're going to have if you bought a Zendikar pre-con from like last year. Yeah. I think that's good. It's got, a, yeah. it's got a bunch of Strixhaven stuff in it that you'd have if you would have bought any Strixhaven because it's all commons. Yeah. It's got some Ikoria stuff in it, which you would have for the same reasons. Yeah, because Ikoria is awesome and we all bought lots of it. Yeah, and it's got Kaldheim stuff in it, which you probably would have. So, I mean... You, you, maybe not. It was I don't know. Kaldheim kind of was ass. The point is, is yeah. it's easy to obtain because so many of the cards in here are brand new. You can actually still go out and buy that Landfall deck, I think. You can probably still go to Walmart and buy one. Probably. I see them around here quite often. The the Naya Landfall one, that's where lots and lots of the payoff creatures come from. There it is. All right. Well, you probably have to order card of the, of the week, week, charge across the Araba. You can get that at over over at FusionGamingOnline.com. CCO Fusion 5, save you 5% off the 25 cents that that card costs. <laughs> and 2.5 cents. Yes, man. I think that that is such a cool card and so high risk, high reward. That, that that's got to be card of the week. Yeah. I love it. I like that The only too. thing that would make it better is if it said sacrifice that many lands. <laughs> <laughs> that's the shit that I want. We're not going to do spice calculator today, but trust us, it's going to be super high honorary spice because there's not very many eight and a half tails landfall decks. Well, yeah, that's... I, I'm yeah. going gonna, gonna to put it at 70. Yeah. Fucking 70. That's just what it is. Yeah, there aren't even that many like just... Of course they're in here. Like, swords, of course, would probably be on the eight and a half tails EDH rec page. But, like, yeah. lots of this stuff just friggin' won't be because they're in landfall cards or, like, intentionally underpowered versions of other cards. So That, that would be green. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what do you think? Final thought of the day and any ideas for upcoming arcs? I have one. Maybe we'll talk after the show. I don't have one. Maybe Ark of the Monocolor. Maybe Ark of Things that you built over quarantine. Ooh. Maybe Ark of Things you're going to play in Vegas. That's a good one. Maybe suggestions for Brando on what to play in a 1v1 EDH tournament coming up this Saturday that's going to be for charity here in town. 1v1? We got to talk about that. Yeah, that's going to be some you shit. You know what? All good things to put down in the YouTube comments Yeah. if you want to help shape CCO's content. If you want to help even more... You can become part of the Patreon community and join the Discord and help shape our content even more. Yeah. Yeah. Patreon.com slash CCO podcast. If you want to help support the show, become part of the niche. Get first look at the new merch that's coming out at the start of November. Ooh. Ooh. I'm excited for that because it's finally coming to fruition. Yeah. Super, super exciting stuff. Final, Final thought, thought of, of the day. day. There it is. <laughs> Sound bite. Eight and a half tails I actually like as a commander because you can do kooky shit like this with it you can do landfall stuff you can do token stuff you can do cat stuff you can do virtually anything because it's kind of a catch-all just solid commander that can protect maybe a weaker strategy that you're you're trying to make good and this deck does that very well i also like landfall i like that it plays trove warden and I like there's a whole bunch of showcase art that i took a a great deal of time and pleasure in talking about over the last few months so big thanks to mr beck for sending it in Big thanks to everybody else who sent in decks for the Halloween arc, which we're still looking at and still might use on a future episode of Commander Cookout Podcast. Hit our theme song! <laughs>